This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Guys of Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Man, football. Well, we just got done recording a 45-minute reckless draft speculation episode with Thor Nystrom, mm-hmm. our guy from uh, Fantasy Pros, Betting Pros. Woo! We didn't. We took like 30 seconds, and now we're recording yeah. Mackie and Judd. I need like a like a come down. Something. I, I'm just reeking up a Marlboro right now. I just, I had a whole, just one drag. I got the whole <laughs> cigarette down, and I'm, I'm, oh, I'm back, but I'm, I'm still trying to come down a little bit. Football festival, boys. That's what this week yeah. is. It's a football festival in which we celebrate everything about football we love: the brutalness of the business, the transactions, <laughs> people jettisoned, replaced by other people. Perhaps we've heard of them. Perhaps we haven't. It's great. It's a football festivus for the rest of us. Um, yeah, we're keeping tabs on all the latest Vikings free agency news, speculation, steam over on Purple Daily. Multiple episodes a day this week, and I think we can we can use Mackie and Judd as kind of a bit of a bigger picture, sort of take a, take a deep breath. You know, what's sur- survey oh. the landscape here? Yeah, I thought we were going to talk a lot of twins. Mm. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, we're gonna put a pause on that. I got a, I got another note. In, in the mail, a handwritten letter again saying we miss you at Target Field. What can we do? From like a sales rep or from yeah. is, 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 is Dave saying he's just sending yeah, these D- out? D- or, DSP is just or sending you being snail mail. Yeah, I miss you. I used to look at you through the binoculars on top of the parking <laughs> ramp. Ramp C, did you see me up there, Declan? Oh my God, you up? Uh, <laughs> yes. I, wake me when Byron Buxton plays in a spring training game. Then I'll then I'll know that he's going to be able Fair to play enough. Target Field. Fair enough. So, all right, I want to give you guys, I've just been sort of stockpiling. Well, let me start here. It, I think it's hard for Vikings fans to wrap their heads around what's happening here. Because ordinarily, every year is like a, it's a fire drill to clear cap space and then sign players. I feel like the last five years, basically since they signed Kirk Cousins, right? And even before that, it's been, okay, how can you collect yourself for this upcoming season you know, clear some cap space, sign players who are going to help you right now and keep pushing forward. Even if the headwinds are too aggressive, sometimes it feels like the Vikings are that like Jim Cantori guy from the weather channel out in a hurricane. Oh, we just got to keep, just got to stay out here. It's like, no, you guys just take a minute. You're not going to win the Super Bowl this year. And that, that's what it feels like they're doing. It doesn't mean they're tanking, but I have stockpiled some common questions from Vikings fans, questions and comments about sort of what are they doing right now, and I'd love to throw each one out, and we can we can help answer, and we might disagree on some of these, but 
from yesterday, the most common one I've seen is because the the two the first two free agency signings for the Vikings were a run blocking twenty five year old tight end from Baltimore and uh, a twenty six year old sort of underachieving former first round pick edge rusher in Marcus Davenport. And so the question is, well, they don't really have a tight end need, and they have Zadarius Smith and Daniil Hunter on the roster. Why would you go get a guy that has a half a sack, pay him $13 million, and why would you get go get a guy that has like 20 catches in his career to play backup tight end to TJ Hawkinson? Make sense of these two signings. So, all right. I think it doesn't make sense if you're looking at this through the prism that I think most of us do when it comes to this team, which is the immediate season coming up, right? So then you might say, well, that doesn't make sense. Well, n- number one, if you think about it a little bit more, it does in the sense that, as we talked about with uh, with Thor on PD, I think the Vikings are positioning themselves a little bit more to potentially deploy 13 personnel. But the other thing is this also makes sense as a longer play because that contract, you know, we just have to be very careful. I realize agents report contracts in their raw dollar figures, but Oliver's not go signed for $24 million unless he achieves incentives he's not going to. So you're also getting a guy who you know can block really well and who you think can catch a little bit more than Baltimore gave him an opportunity to at a reasonable price. So as a longer play, it also makes sense. But, you know, when we're talking about, and I understand a blocking tight end's not sexy, but when we're talking about the potential to use 13 personnel, which is one back, three tight ends, which is something that the Chiefs did, we're talking about something the Vikings, I thought, actually, as the season progressed last year, lacked a bit, which is the illusion of complexity thing. You think about it, they lost the ability because I think the personnel didn't necessarily fit O'Connell's long-term vision. They lost the ability to create that at times. The red zone, think about the conversations that we had about the red zone. First few weeks, they did some things and we're like, oh, wow, that's really cool. And then we started talking about those things once they were shown weren't going to be used exactly again. And they didn't have an answer to do more. So I think if you look at this in a very small vacuum of why would a team with so many needs sign this position And then you look at the contract and the raw total and you're like, well, that makes no sense at all. You need to take a little bit of a step back and understand Kevin O'Connell to a large degree offensively is still trying to assemble the personnel pieces that he wants and he really didn't have. So this makes more sense. Yes. I I think a few things here. Um, They're not just signing players for the 2023 season, even though that's kind of what it looks like with Marcus Davenport, because it's it's a one-year contract. What do you mean they're not just signing players for the 2023 season? Well, they're looking at Marcus Davenport's age and potential beyond 2023. Uh They're going to basically test drive him in 2023. They're they're placing a calculated bet that a former top edge-rushing prospect, and Thor did a great job laying this out in the first 10 minutes of Purple Daily's uh, draft speculation show today that this dude tested off the charts. He has shown flashes in real games. He actually has one of the top 20 pressure and pass rush win rate percentages in the league. It doesn't always translate to sacks. They think there's more in the tank that Brian Flores can get out of him. And so 2023 is less about let's go get an established edge rusher like they did with Zadarius last year. Zadarius was all about if he can stay healthy, he's one of the best in the NFL. Davenport's all about, 
let's see what he looks like in 2023 in this system. And then if he's really good, we there's a number of different things we can do. We you know he either walks and we get a great comp pick for him. We could franchise him. We could uh, sign him long term, right? On the uh, is it Josh Oliver, right? Yep, he's Josh. the tight end. Yes. On that front, to me, you kind of nailed it with personnel that O'Connell would love to have just a deeper stash of tight ends to run 12 and 13 personnel. Mm -hmm. And also, the run blocking was a train wreck for the Vikings last year in certain areas. They had a couple guys who flashed, but they largely just like weren't creating opportunities for running backs. So it's not a, it's not a win now splash move. It's a meat and potatoes, eat your vegetables. 2024 2025 thing if it pans out so um that's they're not looking to sign odell beckham jr right they're, they're not looking to bring in they're not bringing back 33 year old patrick peterson they're bringing in 25 and 26 year olds that they can take a look at in 2023 and maybe there's a future there all right the next question that commonly pops up here i think in the last few days how are they going to fill all these defensive needs they only you know why would they go spend money and we already answered this part, on a tight end, a backup tight end, when they've got you know six or seven different starting defensive holes to fill, or more, maybe even more than that. They are trying to reassemble. Look, they were terrible last year defensively. So what they're trying to do is assemble a defensive unit that one, I think, Brian... Brian Flores, who they brought in as the new defensive coordinator, approves of. So he's got some say here, no question about it. And also, like, if you're saying, well, how can you let these guys go? All right, Patrick Peterson played well in the scheme. The linebackers, for the most part, did not. But the reality is, and I'll keep coming back to this, internally you're going to say, can we be a lot worse? And if we continue to keep aging players, the answer is unfortunately maybe. So if the scheme the Flores is going to run has the right personnel, it doesn't need to be a bunch of names that we know. It can be run by it can be run by players if you have an aggressiveness, if you have the athletic ability. So like defensively, what they're doing actually is necessary. They're not releasing guys who are, you know, Patrick Peterson is going to start in Pittsburgh. He played uh pretty damn good last year. But as Thor talked about, Brian Flores is going to come in and run a man system in which the man coverage is going to have to hold up. Patrick Peterson's at, at an age now where that's a huge ask, and it's a dangerous ask. And so I think defensively what we're seeing makes absolutely perfect sense, and I actually think at the end of the day it improves them. Statistically, I think they go up, not down. Yeah, they can't you know, go down. I think on offense it feels like you, if you were to run out, for instance – five young raw offensive linemen and three rookie receivers or two rookie receivers and a second year guy and a young quarterback, your offense would be a train wreck, right? Mm -hmm. Cause you just, it, it, it feels like you need more experience on offense to make it work because everything is about timing and everything's about rhythm and getting 11 guys on the same page on defense. I'm not saying experience doesn't matter, but there comes a point where, I just need guys that can react quickly. I need guys that can get from point A to point B quickly. I need guys that can recover quickly. Speed makes up for a lot. Youth makes up for a lot on defense, whereas on offense, it feels a little bit the opposite sometimes. You need speed sprinkled in here, but 
I need my center and my left guard to know how to handle a twist at the line of scrimmage or an exotic look, right? Yes. A, a, you know, a zero look or something. And so to me, like filling the needs on defense, yes, there's certain players that like, you don't know who half your starters are right now. But to me, the idea of just getting younger, regardless of how that happens, whether it's elevating guys like Asamoah who are already on your team or drafting players, uh, or maybe, maybe you sign a 26-year-old you know, a linebacker or something. I think at this point, they're probably going to look to the draft for a backup linebacker because Jordan Hicks is back. If they just get younger and the scheme is better, it's less about filling the needs. And it's more of like the, the sum of the parts being better. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we can mention this. We, we'll do a, a further dive on this on Purple Daily when we get more details. But Ian Rappaport reporting that the Vikings are doing a cap conversion on Kirk Cousins' contract creating additional salary cap space, a source said, otherwise known as the Phil Mackey plan that I laid out two weeks ago on Purple Daily. I think that's what's happening. And again, we'll wait for the details, but we can do a dive on this on Purple Daily. So the Vikings can actually clear cap space this season if they want to without extending Kirk Cousins. They could convert either his roster bonus, which is $20 million, or a portion of his base salary, which is ten. And they could shove that into the void years, 2024 and 25. So I don't know if I love taking more money and putting it into 24, 25, but if they're. It's interesting. But maybe they need, you know, maybe there's a free agent cornerback out there and they need some space, a little more breathing room in 2023. But then is the O'Neill move next? Are they balking at the O'Neill move? Because that's the most, I think, of all the moves logical ones it's interesting that this is one of the first moves that they make to convert uh or to create cap room as far as converting contracts yeah no but it's specifically it sounds like it's not an extension here's brad uh, pff brad who's their cap guy cousins had two void years already on his deal guessing it's not quite a max conversion here especially if they're leaving the door open for an extension probably wouldn't expect it but can't rule it out so so they can take essentially portions of his base and or his his uh, roster bonus, which kicks in in three days, and they can essentially shove some of that cap hit into future seasons okay. without extending it. So are, so are we speculating they perhaps cut, you know, $15 million off this cap and stuck it in next year? Think they we, could. And they have 12, yes. right, for the void for next year? On, on yes. Kirk. So All right. So here's what you could do. Let's just do this real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah, could do take, the math. Eight point eight million of his ten million dollar base because he has to at least make one point one as a as a veteran minimum, uh-huh. and then you could take his twenty million dollar but a full restructure. I don't think they're going to go to this extreme with it, but if you wanted to do a full restructure, you could do that, and his cap hit would go down from thirty six million to seventeen million. You oh. could clear nineteen million off this year's books right now. Okay, but to what Declan was saying, his cap hit for next year would go up to fifteen point eight. Not under contract, <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what the details are at some point. Here Interesting when they come out. Never a dull moment. Um, here's another one for you. These are just kind of questions from Vikings fans that I that I've seen the last couple of days. How can you say goodbye to so many team leaders? Which I think is a you laugh at that, but I think, no, like, I think you're saying important. goodbye to Kendricks, Thielen. Yep. Patrick Peterson, these are like the compasses of your locker room, right? Mm-hmm. And they're gone. So how do you respond to Vikings fans who are angsty about losing team leaders? 
So I think the Vikings did a marvelous job with O'Connell and the new administration of setting what they love to call the culture in 2022. And I, I think it worked per- perfectly. I think the culture of the locker room is now solid. I also think that this is the perfect time to empower your younger players, i.e. Justin Jefferson and that crew, to take the mantle. Um, so football's dicey because, first of all, if Harrison Smith comes back, they're not all gone. Second of all, the question, and I am Mr. Locker Room. Keep in mind, we've gotten fights because I've been on the culture side, and, and Phil, we, we've gone back and forth about this. So I am Mr. Chemistry. I think it's incredibly important. But that being said, I think you also, especially in football probably, have to be very careful about how many people you keep around forever because they're good in the locker room. If Harrison Smith comes back, Dalvin comes back. Those are guys who have been there for a, a long time. Kirk has been there a, a long time, and Kirk is going to be back. So I think we're too hung up on how can you let go of these guys? It's not like they've cleaned house, but they are very importantly trimming guys out. And keep in mind, too, you have to be very cautious here. Thielen's been a good soldier for a long time, and I know he's from here, and he's done great things in the community, but he basically told you, I'm going to be unhappy. And do you really want to bring back a guy, a veteran, who's been a great sport for you, pissed off? Mm -hmm. Zadarius Smith, that's a guy who was gregarious and fun. Guess what, though? If you bring him back, he is going to be unhappy. So, like, you have to be very careful here. And if they were cleaning out everybody, I'd be like, ah, it's a little extreme. But they're not. They're cleaning out what I think is a very appropriate amount of people. And just as importantly, they are turning over that room to a really nice young core group of players who need to now become the players that, at least off the field, that Thielen and Kendricks were and guys like that. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Yeah, it is, uh, you know, think back, you know, five, six, seven, eight years ago when the the Greenways and the Robisons and the Antoine Winfields and whoever else, right, they gave way to the, to the, I guess, Everson Griffin, to the Daniil Hunters, and they gave way to the Eric Kendricks of the world, et cetera, et cetera, Harrison Smith, right? Um, if you look at the next three to five years of leaders on this team, you know, Brian O'Neill, has already been kind of a leader, but now he officially becomes, she's sort of on the Mount Rushmore of current Vikings leaders, I would think. Yes. At some point, Christian Derrissaw likely steps into that type of role. I think TJ Hawkinson, now mm-hmm. that he's been here for a half a year, he's in his prime. He's going to be one of their biggest weapons. He's he's going to step in. Maybe Harrison Phillips. Justin Jefferson certainly is emerging into, into that type of a role. So, yeah, on defense, it kind of remains to be seen, but maybe maybe Lewis seen as he turns 24, 25 years old and becomes a starter. So this is the way it works, man. And back in the 80s, when uh, when Declan was yet a conversation over drinks and when I was uh, two years old, the Scott Studwells and the Keith Millards and back those type of guys. That, sucking down cheap beers. Yep, at uh, Bullwinkle Schlitz on the West Bank. Once in a while. 
those guys gave way to the John Randalls and the Henry Thomases and uh, you know Ed McDaniels of the world. So the Randall McDaniels. Mm-hmm. So there's yeah, it's it sucks to lose. And, and I think ordinarily you don't lose like five key team leaders all at once, but Kevin O'Connell's enough of a leadership figure and coach. Brian Flores, you know, you got you have adults in the room. I think even even as you lose adults in the room, so. I don't know if you, those are some of the main ones I've heard, just some of the anxiety from Vikings fans. And we'll get to a mock here, but anything else that you'd want to say for anyone that's kind of confused about what's happening here? Why are they no longer pushing aggressively to keep, you know, keep this thing moving forward? Why not continue to run it back with some of the same nucleus that won you 13 games last year? Well, I, I actually think that they are. I think what they're, what they're doing right now makes, a ton of sense. So I, I would argue that they were a couple of things. First of all, at the in the end, when you look at 13 wins, that's awesome. But every metric said it's not really 13 wins. And these are guys that, that you know, especially in Quasi's case, rely on the metrics. And so he's not going to say that good luck, that's sustainable. He he's going to be the first one to say it's really not. Thirteen wins was great, but we probably ordinarily win nine games. The other thing is, and this is to me the biggest takeaway: you cannot dismiss the playoff game at home against the Giants team with a quarterback who's okay, but certainly not not worth what what he got in large part thanks to our guy Easy Ed Donatel. And that Giants team, you know, got destroyed the next game by Philadelphia and came here and beat you. And there were a lot of telltale things in that game that sort of reflected where this team was at. And so I would say that if you're a Vikings fan, I'm actually more encouraged by this than anything. I think that this is great. And, you know, to what we talked about before, okay, it's not like they're going full bears. They're not stripping it down to the studs. They're not like, there's no move I've seen where I'm like, they're trying to lose. I look at it and say, they're trying to transition. And just think about the last time that, that Phil, we have had this discussion at, in March. When's the last time that we said, you know, the Vikings are transition, transitioning uh, their age of the roster, their personnel? It's been a long time. So I think that this is a great move. I think that they are still going to be competitive. I think there's a chance that they win eight, nine games, and that's fine, too. Uh, but I think this also makes the future extremely bright. And, uh, you know, it, this is, will all come down to one thing, though. Who's your quarterback in 24 and 25? But I'm cool yeah. with that. And, the, and again, we're still waiting for more details. And, you know, by the time you listen to this, there might be more details. That's how fast news is moving this week as we uh, pump out podcasts. But I think because you got to be cap compliant by Wednesday afternoon. So, in about 26 hours from when we're recording this, you got to be cap compliant, 27 hours. The Vikings doing this cap conversion on Cousins contract, but not an extension. It doesn't necessarily shut the door on an extension, but the Vikings are saying, hey, we're going to get compliant with this. This is what we're going to do. We're you gonna, did we're say, clear- full credit, two weeks ago, you laid this entire thing out. Yeah, you can so- do this. And um, I think this means that he is going to stay. I think this makes it a lot less likely that they would trade him or, you know, now that, think about the dominoes that have kind of fallen, right? Yeah. San Francisco signs Darnold. Yeah. Um, the, if the Jets miss out on Rodgers, and they're probably not going to because they're actively working to sign his favorite receivers, 
there's not really a team out there that you can't who who's he going to waive the no trade clause for, right? San Francisco, but they've got Darnold and they've got their two young quarterbacks. So to me this cap conversion kind of means that hey, we've we've all kind of explored the options here. Kirk, we're just going to slide your cap money around a little bit here, but we're not going to give you an extension. He's going to play out the final year unless he demands a trade of some kind and they yes. can find some other. I don't I don't think that's going to happen. So um you you know who your quarterback's going to be it sounds like anyways for one more year. And now you've got this draft and next draft to find your next guy. Two quick thoughts. I, I wonder if the conversion of Kirk means that they are in on a free agent who who is going to be expensive, i.e. Byron Murphy of the yes. Cardinals. I um, so. And I wonder if that's what this means. And by the way, that's a great signing because he's mid-20s again. He fits in for the now and the future. The other thing is when it comes to Kirk, my guess, like I, I don't think we've ever sensed that the Vikings are dying to trade him. So like, I think Kirk would need to come and say, I'm out, which to the conversation that we had on yesterday's show, Phil, he's probably not going to like, that's not Kirk. Uh, I think the Vikings will ha- happily take him back. And, the, you know, keep in mind too, you guys, if, if this plays out as it's going right now, the offense should be better. Like that's the other thing. Like, what about the offense? Do you lo- do you look at it and say, how could that guy go? I mean, Thielen was a yeah. shell of himself, right? But if you're going to bring back Kirk, the entire line, which improved, uh, Dalvin, possibly, mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson. And so, I I would argue that I actually think that there's an opportunity for for the offense to be more explosive because the thing is, as fun as it was at times, they disappeared for large chunks of games. And I think O'Connell, if he is focused on one thing offensively, it's going to be not disappearing for a portion of the first, second, and third quarter. Yeah. Uh, and just just going through here, Lamar Jackson is tweeting now, yeah. too. It's so Lamar crazy. Jackson, people throwing bleep at the wall and hope it sticks. And then he confirmed to someone on Twitter here. Let's see here. Uh, so people are ripping him for not having an agent, obviously. <laughs> And he he tweets. Oh, he, he says 133 million for three years, fully guaranteed. But I need an agent. If that's all he's asking for, at this point, is a three year guaranteed deal for 133 million. Well, that's what. Yeah. Well, Why would the Ravens balk at that? If because I think that they're. I think it's two pronged. I think one is, I think fully guaranteed. Despite the fact that the Vikings did this back in 18 with Kirk, I think it scares teams. And what what did Deshaun Watson get um, as far as two. his term? It was get, uh, five? six years, okay. 250, I want to say. And that's all guaranteed, that. right? Mm-hmm. It's been shoved around, but it's all guaranteed. Yeah, if he wants three yeah. years, I, I think that there is a big paranoia around the league at making fully guaranteed contracts the norm now. That's that's my internal. But, but, but three-year yes. guarantees have been a thing for five years. So if he's... He's not. It sounds like he's not even. At, I mean, if he's telling the truth on Twitter, he's not asking for the same level of guarantee that Deshaun Watson got. He's basically asking for the Kirk Cousins guarantee yes. with inflation factored in. I mean, who knows, <laughs> right? Yeah, who knows? I love Twitter though. Twitter's amazing. I love week. Twitter, I and I love reckless speculation. All right, I got a mock for you guys here. Now that the the draft order has been adjusted over the last few days. This mock draft update on Mackie and Judd presented by our friends at Dennis Kirk. It's been a long winter. I see it's going to be 56 degrees as a high in a week from now. 
which means riding season is on the horizon. Make sure your motorcycle or whatever you ride is ready to rock and roll. You'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com so you can ride more and wait less. Over 180,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets as well. Shipping is free for orders over $89. And if you order by 8 p.m., they ship the same day. It's crazy. Everything you need for your ride at DennisKirk.com. Gentlemen, I present to you a four-round mock (laughs) from our friends at WalterFootball.com. I want a mock! Mock! Good to have Wally back. I've missed Wally. Wally. Football. Feels like it's been a while since you brought up Wally. You know, at the top of their website here, it says pure Walter football with no advertisements for just $8 a month. Pure Walter football. That's $8 I don't with have. With no advertisements. 8 bucks a month. That's $8 I don't have. I think you should support. This is one of the longest-running do websites on the Internet. Score North. Write the check. We, yeah, well, it's expensive to Hubbard. Yeah. As they're going through it the, you know, 10 years from now when we're all long gone. What's uh, Anyone know what this Walter football $8 a month expense is? What the hell is that? Totally worth it is what it is. <laughs> all right. Wally has the Panthers drafting C.J. Stroud number one. Uh-huh. Got the Houston Texans drafting Bryce Young. Christian Gonzalez, cornerback to the Cardinals at three. Will Levis to the Colts at four. Will Anderson, Tyree Wilson, and then Anthony Richardson to the Raiders at seven. So four quarterbacks in the first seven picks. I'm just going to, uh, page two here is where we need to find the Vikings. I'm just going to skip ahead here. It's going to give you the goods. Walter Football with the 23rd pick has the Vikings selecting. Cornerback Cam Smith out of South Carolina. I want a mock. Mock. The Vikings have a miserable secondary that couldn't stop (laughs) Darius Slayton, Isaiah Hodgins, and Richie James in two games late in the year. Cam Smith is a fast cornerback with long arms. Yes, he is. Eight dollars for that, huh? Well, there's more rounds. Okay, let's get to the third round here. I like how you're defending Wally football. What's right? You're coming to the rescue, Wally. Who's doing four-round mocks? Mel Kuyper's not doing four-round mocks. Thor would. Todd McShay's not doing four-round mocks. Thor would do one for $6. (laughs) Has Thor done a mock yet? I haven't seen Thor's mock yet. Is he waiting? Come on, Thor. Walter football's already done a hundred. Drive by on (laughs) Thor. Unbelievable. We're off the rails this week. With the 87th pick. The Minnesota Vikings select out of Texas Christian University quarterback Max Duggan. I want a mock. Mock! Total crapshoot here. Vikings could stand to draft a quarterback to eventually challenge for the starting job. Max is smart and tough, uh, and he has a better arm than people give him credit for. And that takes us to the fourth round of this four-round mock, where the Vikings with the 119th pick select... Out of Illinois in the Big Ten, safety, Sidney Brown. I want a mock. mock! What? The Vikings almost certainly will spend multiple picks to upgrade their troublesome secondary. Sidney Brown was a dynamic playmaker in his senior year. I mean, if Harrison Smith goes get, by, yeah, by I get, then you, you I will get, need I guess. I get. Okay. All right, Wally. I'm sorry. That's a premium Walter football. That is $7.99. You, oh, you can click read more. 
Let's yeah, see here. For an extra $5. A letter from Walter. I've made a promise throughout the 22 years of running WalterFootball.com that all of the content provided on this website would be completely free. But because of employee salaries, ridiculous corporate taxes, and web hosting costs, maintaining WalterFootball.com has been expensive. How many full-time employee, employee salaries? I'm not buying what Wally's selling How many right there. full-time not, employees yeah, run my, WalterFootball.com? My, my enormous staff. <laughs> How many... How many full-time people is he employing right. here? That's my question. So he initially thought about nine ninety nine a month, but after crunching the numbers, seven ninety nine a month is definitely feasible. So if you can support our guy at WalterFootball.com, you should do so. I got nothing to say about Wally Football. I'm, I'm done with him now. I'm done the with him. Disrespect, charged, the disrespect. disrespect for a legend of SEO. He's charging people too much. I'm done with him. It's kind of amazing. Like this dude, when you type in NFL mock draft into uh, into Google, it's the third result that shows up in 2023. It's impressive. Yep. Sounds like a guy that doesn't need my uh, his mastery need me to of open search up my engine optimization. That's what it sounds it sh- like. It literally shows up before PFF and NFL.com. Yeah. Right next to CBSSports.com. Interesting. All right, boys. That's uh, just kind of, a, I think, a, a general range of emotions and questions that Vikings fans have had the last couple of days, and hopefully we shed some light on it for you. And as we know more about this Kirk Cousins cap reconfiguring situation, yep, we will we will address it either later today or or maybe more likely tomorrow on Purple Daily here. Sort of what what does it mean if anything other than hey they got some extra cap space for 2023? So right, um, all right, that's a wrap. Keep an eye on both Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily as the week progresses. Here, this is your home for Vikings speculation. The league year tomorrow. Happy new league year tomorrow. 